Welcome to the Super Sentai Brothers. This is episode 18 of License to Car Ranger, the internet's best and only podcast dedicated to Gekiso Sentai Car Ranger. Every week we watch an episode of the show and we share our thoughts with you, the listener. My name is Matt J. With me as always is my co-host and brother Dave. Dave, how you doing today, bud? I'm alright. I'm alright. Having fun talking talking to you. Glad to, uh, I, I, I'm, gotta, I'm certainly glad to hear that. Yeah. It would be disappointing be, to hear I'm... otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> that be uh this sucks i hate talking to you um this is done no the I'm next hour will lovely. be torture right uh no it's lovely to talk to you i'm gonna be honest i'm a little bit my kids have been sick this weekend um just kind of coffee and like just hacky coffee and uh so i've been sitting up a lot over the last two nights, and I'm kind of, I'm a little bit zombied myself. Uh, thankfully, I'm not sick. Well, that's good. But Beth is kind of feeling it. So. So that's all cool, and that's fun. So that's, that's cool, and also fun. Well, Dave, you know, you know what else is cool and fun? It's episode 18 of Gekiso Sentai Car Ranger, and it's called. Oh, yeah, that did make, that makes a lot of sense yeah. that that's where you were going with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lying heart under adjustment. But, of course, before we get into that, Dave, as always, shining in the heavens, there are five stars. What is our first star of the week? Uh, yeah, our good buddy, Bill, friend of the show, he's been on, he was on the show ages ago, um, got me a ticket. Just as like, a, hey, bud, I know you don't get out a lot. I got you a ticket, so like now you have to come out. Like You have to do, come and do this thing. I've already purchased a ticket. Is that the trick? So, is um, that the trick to get you to come do things? I just have to have already spent money and then guilt you into it? I think, yeah, that does help. Like, if you just announce, like, hey, Dave, I have purchased a ticket for you, then I kind of, like, I, I have to make it happen. Um, so that that is the trick, it turns out. I, so uh... we went, and it was, we went out, and then we drank, I drank a beer with adults afterwards. At a it was bar amazing. at night? Yeah, it was incredible. Uh, the show was really fun. I mean, I, I think that is probably... Uh, to be expected. If you if you are a person who is listening to this podcast, then you are a person who probably listens to at least two podcasts, and the other one is probably a McElroy podcast, just based on a, yeah, like sheer a numbers. Good, like, uh huh. Uh, so you like it should not be a surprise that it was a very fun show, but it was an extremely fun show. It was an extremely fun show. I got a kick out of. Uh... I think the fun parts that it was it was it's it was on one hand very much like the recorded show in that there was a lot of funny questions mm-hmm. but I was a impressed at how how smoothly they transitioned to a live audience and also uh there was a lot more audience participation than I think I was expecting so that was fun. Yeah, it was mad. Okay. Here's here's one thing that I'm going to say about the experience of going to this po- this podcast live show recording. And I want to preface this by saying, I was also there, right? Right. Like, so what I'm about to say, like, just keep in mind that I am part of what I'm about to say. Man, a lot of podcast dorks at that show, Dave. Whole lot of podcast dorks. Uh, Not not dorks. Some of them actually looked extremely cool, but there was a definite look. And that look, I realized when I was like, man, a lot of these people look very similar. Also, like, I ran into you in the bathroom right before the show, and you're like, yeah, I've seen, like, ten people who look exactly like you. I realized that, like, at least for 30% of the audience, the look was librarian between the age of 28 and 35. Yeah, I was, we were looking around for you at first, because you arrived separately, and then I just gave up. I gave up trying to find you because this is four times I saw someone that I and oh, you're my sure, brother. Like surely that's him, my brother. Right, like, I've from known like my behind whole life. or the side. Like I never looked directly in someone's face, but like from behind and the side. And again, you're my brother. I am intimately acquainted with what you look like. I, yeah, you know. I 
here, here's a fun thing. I was standing up by my... Because, like, I, my, I had gotten my uh, ticket separately. I was way too close to the stage. I was in row G, which was, like... If I had been any closer, it would have been... I would have been having to try to not make eye contact with the people on the stage. You know? Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, so I was... Like, standing up to let somebody out of the aisle during intermission, and someone was trying to get my attention, uh, because, and hey, I don't want to brag about this, but you should know two things. One thing is that I like to, that I go to library conferences, and the second thing is that I was lying about not trying to brag about stuff. Um, anyway, I was standing up, and someone who had recognized me from a library conference I had been to said, like, hey, you, guy, with the plaid shirt on. And I didn't turn my head, because why would I? Because everyone around me was also wearing a plaid shirt. They said, like, yeah. with, with the beard and, and the glasses. And the person who was sitting next to the person who was trying to get my attention was like, you, you, like, I know what you're trying to do, but that's not nearly specific enough. And I only turned to look at them because there was, like, a conversation that I could hear. <laughs> and I was like, oh, you actually were talking to me and not the ten other people I was standing next to. <laughs> and and yeah, they man. were all librarians. It was like a Matt J. Chaff grenade. Yeah, it was. Yes, it was very fun though. Great show. Yeah, uh, I feel like I did time. feel like my hair was not quite an interesting enough color to fit in, but otherwise, it was not. And you don't your your undercut was not severe enough either. Yeah, uh, you know, had you if you really wanted to zero in on it, Matt. What is our second star of the week, Dave? Our second star of the week is this. I want to take a moment to mourn the passing of Skip the Dishes in the United States. Oh, it was, it was Skip the food, Dishes? It, it was a... Is that yeah. no longer... Are they no longer a, a going uh, uh, skip, concern? Skip the Dishes, uh, the sort of like second tier food delivery service, and only second tier by way of like popularity, not by quality, um, is mm-hmm. a Canadian thing that has existed in the States for some time, but very recently... I got, like, an email that said, hey, Skip the Dishes is going away, but it's cool. You can use Grubhub instead. Now, here's where the problem Mm. is. I assumed that what that meant was that Skip the Dishes was leaving, but that they had made a deal where Grubhub was going to start working with more restaurants to, like, fill the gap of the restaurants that Skip the Dishes no longer would be there to deliver food for. Right. What that actually means... Is that Skip the Dishes is gone, and now there is no one in the city of Cleveland who will deliver pho to my apartment, and it's breaking my heart. That is rough. Not even uh, Deliver Me Food? Deliver Me Food is pretty good. Uh, I don't know if Deliver Me Food will do it. Deliver Me Food... The problem is uh, delivery radiuses. So, like, I live, like, on the west side of Cleveland, and most of the, like, best... Asian cuisine in Cleveland's on the east side, specifically yeah. in a part of town called Asia Town. Um, yes. We've discussed this before. Okay. So I live far enough away that Skip the Dishes was the only delivery service where, like, Asia Town was within my delivery radius. Ah. Uh, so what about Uber Eats? You could do Uber Eats. Uber Eats doesn't work with those restaurants. No kidding. Yeah, no. I, I was looking on, I mean, hey. I mean, maybe I could, like, Postmates it if I wanted to spend an extra $20 and have it show up an hour late. But Yeah, uh, that's no good. But yeah, so now, and listen, I can just get into my car and drive to go get pho. But the, like, and I only ever ordered it a few times. But knowing that at any moment I could just press a button and pho would be on the way was a great balm to my soul. And it's just not there anymore. It Listen, pho is a pretty magical dish. I... Well, yeah, like some of those services, like they, they're good and they're not. Uh, DoorDash. DoorDash, I have discovered, is almost universally garbage. I don't know why. Uber. Uber Eats is kind of weird because, like, when Uber Eats is cool, it's great. Yeah. But Uber Eats, like Uber, like does surge pricing. So sometimes getting something delivered from Uber Eats will be like yesterday. I actually did get something delivered from Uber Eats and the delivery fee was $0. I don't know how. Like, I don't, like, I didn't seem to pay any extra. I don't know who made money on that transaction. It might have been you. It may have been me. I don't know, but it was $0. 
But then there was another time when literally from the exact same restaurant, they wanted $18 to deliver. So, like, Uber Eats is a real crapshoot because Uber itself is a real crapshoot. And the whole company, I think, is kind of collapsing. Like, did you hear about their... This has suddenly become like a weird mini podcast about stocks. Did you hear about Uber's IPO? No, I'm sorry, Stock March. Talk. I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to. Matt, you don't. did it. Oh, dude. Okay. No. Like, cancel, cancel, cancel. He just pretend he didn't say that. Don't do it to yourself, Mark. Um, <laughs> Control Z. <laughs> Mark has become, producer Mark has become like a weird fairy where we have to be like very careful about what we say in certain regards or he seems compelled to make these things happen. Um, the problem is, Dave, that the longer that we've talked about it is the more time we spend talking about it, the greater chance there is that he will feel compelled to do it. Stock talk. I'm not continuing just, to talk about it to make him do it. I just want to explain to the listeners what we're experiencing right now. It's probably, in real time. Anyways, um, did you actually hear about Uber's IPO? Oh, yeah, that it did not go super good. It went super poorly. And it just, I, I was actually very excited because I hear a lot about companies operating. They're like, this company had like a $120 billion public offering. But they have, like, are not and have never been profitable. Right. They've lost like, money every year that they've operated. <laughs> and yet, right, it's like, they are valued what, at billions of dollars. It's like, how? What? Who's in? You're, you've been around for 10 years. You've never made money. Why would anyone invest in you? Right. And it's not like also, Amazon, where Amazon loses money on books, but makes money on destroying America's, for, like, lifestyle of commerce. Yeah. Like... Uber only does one thing, and it doesn't make them money. Right. Like, based on that, I will be having an IPO very soon. Uh, I make... I can tell you, I don't care about... I know, like, people are weird about salaries. I Maybe mean, not weird, but since I'm a public employee, you can literally look up how much money I make, so I don't care. Like, there's a website. This is not a joke. You could just go to a website and plug in my name, uh, and it just tells you how much money I make. But I make $72,000 a year. As a public school teacher. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I will be having an IPO. Uh, I value myself at a billion dollars. Reasonable. Which I think is fair because hey, Dave, teacher Uber was valued at a hundred billion dollars and they never they don't make money. I make seventy two thousand dollars a year. And when you think so, about it, Dave, teachers are priceless. You know it's true. The real heroes. It's true. So oh God, please don't say that. Um, I would rather much. I'd rather be not a hero and more of a uh, highly compensated, <laughs> in, indispensable professional. That would be much cooler. So, um, <laughs> anyways, Matt, what is our third? Sorry, that whole like teachers are heroes. Like we're not. It, w it would be cool to not be a hero. It would be cool to not be like a selfless martyr. For like, sure. hey, hey, listen, like, dude. No. I, I, I am, I am a librarian. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> right. It's like I'm not a martyr. I just, I'm a martyr because you refuse to pay me. That's right. I mean, that's a that's a different thing. Like you don't just get. To, I am a anyways. martyr because you have killed me. <laughs> right. You are the killer. Um. What, Matt, is our third star of the week? Uh, Dave, the third star of the week is a warm summer breeze. That's not a metaphor for something. It's not going any further than that. I was out for a walk the other day at night. It was like 10.30. I was taking a, like a nice walk up to the lake and back before I went to bed. And as I was walking away from the lake, like the breeze was like rushing out to the lake like you know it does at night. Oh, yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's the best. We got some pre-thunderstorm breezes. Yeah, those are also very good. Yeah, and it was just like that lake, like that heading out towards the lake warm summertime breeze, and it washed over me, and it felt extremely good, and I opened up my five stars note in my notebook app, and I wrote down the breeze coming north off of the road as I'm walking away from the lake at night. As one of the five stars. I have no jokes about it, but it was so important to me that at the time I wrote it down. So I Would just you... wanted to I just wanted to honor that moment and really really appreciate that good warm summer breeze. Would you say it made you feel fine? Yes, Dave, I would say that summer breeze made me feel fine. 
I would like to formally apologize for taking this long to get around to that very bad joke. I wish I could say the next line, but it's something about jasmine in your mind, and I've never yeah, quite been able to parse the, the jasmine. Yeah, blowing through the jasmine in my mind. There we go. Never quite been and able I, to parse I don't that know one. Any of the other words to that song? Uh, that is a song that used to play overhead during my first job when I was a produce boy at a gar- uh, grocery store. And yes, yeah, the official job title was Produce Boy. Uh, doesn't seem doesn't seem trop rocky enough oh, for Danny Boys. Dude, Danny Boys loved some trop rock. Danny Boys Farm Market was a grocery store. That was where I had my first job, and the only thing they ever played was trop rock, tropical rock. For the for the reason that the dude who owned the place really liked it, loved it, like. <laughs> <laughs> that it was not like we did market data and our customers really like Trop Rock. It's like, nope, I own it and I like Trop Rock. I'm here all the time and I'm picking the like it's my car and I'm picking the radio. Summer breeze, man. Anyway, that's uh that's that's the third star, Dave. What is our fourth star of the week? So first star of the week is I am making my kids a set of uh, monkey bars. Oh, that's fun. Like kid Yeah, it is. They're like two and a half because monkey bars are too big for two and a half year olds. Sure. So I'm I'm making a set that is like appropriately sized, and it's it's taking me forever because I don't have any time to. The project itself isn't isn't taking forever. Let me rephrase that. If I ever had any time to work on it, the project would be done already. It has been an extant project for a month and a half. Okay, because I you know I have like. 40 minutes a week or something that I can pull aside to work on this thing. You run out to the garage, you throw in like two nails, and then you have to come back and do something else. Yeah, exactly. Glue dries or whatever. And uh, so I'm making these monkey bars, and I was thinking about it. I was like, why am I making... A, because it's fun. Like, it's partly it's because that's fun for me, because I got to like make a thing, and I like doing that. But I was like, why am I I doing this? Like, there are monkey bars at parks, like not far from my house. And I realized... That, that A, requires me to walk all the way to the park, even though it's not terribly far, and B, like, there's, like, a bunch of other people at the park, and I've got to, like, watch the kids interact with all these other people, and they're very good, but it's just, like, it's, like, engaging again, and I just realized, I was, like, it is literally easier for me to build you playground equipment that I can just leave in the backyard <laughs> than it is to walk down the road to the fairly close to your home park. Yeah, it's just so much more, because it's like, it's just so much more relaxed. You're just in the backyard. I don't have to go anywhere, and I don't have to, like, it's, you're just here. It's, yeah, it, it's like getting food delivered. You know what I mean? It's not that, like, I could make food. It's so, it's just so much easier. I mean, just, just have it delivered. Just bring it to my house. But I like that. Just bring like, the monkey bars to my house. Like, like I'll just have them here. But when I order a burrito and have it delivered to my house, that takes three seconds of deciding what kind of burrito I want to arrive. You are taking the time to like go out to the garage and go through like a what I assume is a fairly time consuming uh, woodworking project. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, but again, half the, uh, you know, the fun of it is that I, I get a chance to. Sure. It's it's partly it's do and all this, and it's partly an excuse to actually just go out and, and do a thing and, like, build a thing and feel creative with my hands, which is which is a delight. Um, so, anyways, I'm building my, my kids, and also, I have a theory. I keep vaguely thinking, I'm like, you know, I could build this again much faster the second time. I would, there's got to be like an Etsy market for this sort of thing. Doesn't there? It seems like there would probably. be. Probably. Shipping would probably be terrible if you're trying to send yeah, somebody that's monkey true. bars, but. Yeah, good point, good point, good point. Uh, anyway, uh, Dave. Not... Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were done with that. I am done with it. I was just going to say what our fifth star was. Oh, I was just going to ask you what our fifth star was. So that's, well, that's now a nice I... bit of synergy. Yeah. Well, what, Matt, is our, wait, you were going to ask me. Yeah. No, 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 you go ahead. You ask me what it is. Dave, what is our fifth and final star of the week? So our fifth and final star of the week, Matt, is uh, I'm going to get a comp to the real. I told you that my kids have been sick uh, and I'm a bit of a zombie. I didn't watch this episode. I didn't watch this episode. But I think, and I was going to read the synopsis for it. And I was like, you know what? That actually seems, that seems like kind of a jerk move in a weird sort of way. But you haven't earned it. Right. Like, the point of this show is that we watch Super Sentai, and then we review it and, like, talk about it, and just reading the synopsis seems like a cheat. But I think this could still work. Here's what I propose that we do. The origin of this show, Matt, 
is that you had seen a lot of Super Sentai and I had seen none of it. Right. And so this this journey into Sentai, you know, uh, as I said, you were sort of my Virgil. You were sort of guiding me through this thing. And I was just sort of experiencing the wildness. Uh, the the first blush, those that dewy-eyed youth uh, is no more. Now I am, I you know, this is, right. you're, this you're is a, little, a Sentai fan cast right. at this you're point. You're pretty seasoned. Yeah. And so I'm four, four seasoned. Hey-o. Um, hey oh, that was a dumb joke. Uh, They're all dumb jokes, Dave. Just roll with it. <laughs> um, so I think if I just don't watch the episode, this will in a way be a return to form. So here's what I suggest we do. You're going to sort of start walking me through. And I, based on my knowledge of previous, of Sentai as a, as a genre, am going to try to call from downtown the next thing that happens. Okay, okay. Now, you are in luck, Dave, because as it happens, I, not only did I watch this episode today, I watched it twice. Oh, well, that's... So, and that, the balance has been, yeah, uh, the, you know, there's an equilibrium to that. Right, I, I wanted to watch the episode... But I had just opened, like, a bag of tortilla chips and a thing of salsa. I was like, well, I'm not going to, like, take, like, s- stop eating the chips so that I can keep pausing to take my notes down. I'll just watch it, enjoy this small bowl of chips and salsa, and then later re-watch it with a mind towards taking notes. So, mm. I feel pretty well prepared for this. There you go. I'm not doing this uh, again next week. Yeah, no, no, no. We should, we should not do this. Oh, also, happy... Happy freedom from Game of Thrones, everyone. It's over. Your chains are broken. You, you made it. I, you made it. You you did it. Congratulations. I hope it was every... I genuinely hope it was everything you wanted it to be. I stopped watching the show six years ago. That's, that's, but, that's more pleasant than I was going to say. I was going to say, I hope it was worth it. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, Dave, speaking of genuinely upsetting television shows, we're going to take a break. Um, I've already watched this show, but we're taking a break anyway, and we'll be right back to discuss episode 18, A Lying Heart Under Adjustment. Okay, welcome back. Episode 18, A Lying Heart Under Adjustment. Dave, original air date was June 28th, 1996. It was written by Hirohisa Soda. And it starts... Nice. Starts starts up in space on Barbarian, and cool. uh, uh, the the evil consultant Richie Hiker is doing a little play by play. They're watching some game tape from last week. They're like, "Listen, we did the jackets. The okay. jackets made everybody very angry, and we were very excited about this plan. Unfortunately, it was a huge failure. Uh, so unfortunate." I, okay. He, okay. I, wait. 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 Okay. So. He is, uh, President Gynamo is getting upset, right? Uh, and Zanette is o- over in the, co- if you see her at all, she's over in the corner. Uh, Gynamo is getting upset and that, because of course they, they lost and Richie Hiker is going to say, he's going to be like, oh no, like, don't even worry about it. I have a new plan. It's even better. And if I recall something from last week. Uh, he is cruising for some hot tub time with Zanet. So hot tubs will be involved. Okay, uh, you are half right. So okay. Gynamo is... Actually, everyone's just sort of listening intently to Richie Hiker. Um, and when he comes around to his new plan, he's like, Listen, I know that last week getting the deported jacket on, that was a failure. But it's cool because this week the plan is getting them to take all of their clothes off. Now I know what you're thinking, Dave. That sounds awful. It's not as... It's not as skeezy as it sounds, but it does definitely get weird later in the episode. Okay. It gets very weird, but not in a... Okay. Well, we'll, we will... Let me tell you, we will get to it. So, he says, this week the plan is get them all to take their clothes off. I've got a guy... On the planet side. He's been working down there for a while. His name is O.O. Opa. And okay. O.O. Opa is our dude who knows everything about Hot Springs. He's been, okay. hanging, he's been hanging out in Hot Springs. And he has devised a way to, like, 
shoot somebody with a laser beam, and that laser beam will make them. It's a wanna... naked beam. Well, it doesn't like remove their clothes. It makes them want to remove their clothes. Okay. Well, yeah. Now, did you say that's not as skeezy as it sounds? Well, let me. Okay. His actual plan is this: We're gonna get the naked laser. We're gonna shoot the car rangers with the naked laser. Then they okay. wait. Okay. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So okay. we're gonna shoot them with the laser, and uh-huh. then they are going to get rid of their costumes and weapons, and maybe their chargers, like their what their like henshin devices. And that's when we'll get them. Okay. Um. What what it actually is is once they take their costumes off, they will not being covered. Of course, they will get a cold, and. It's it's hard to shake a summertime cold, so they will all be in bed for at least 10 days recovering. During those 10 days, we can conquer the Earth. Wow. It's a long Ma- okay. way to go. It's maybe the least straightforward version of this plan, but it does succeed in making it more about like them getting the sniffles and less about them stripping. And I think yeah, that's important okay. no, that's, to make this episode cool. work. Okay, good, 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 yes. Okay, so, uh, yeah. Oh, oh, Upa, he has created this laser called the Noogie Noogie Beam. And that's going to make them all strip. Now, oh, oh, Upa. Dave, you are very lucky to have not seen this episode. Because there are a number of things which are very, which will be very difficult for me to remove from my mind. Okay. One of them is the horrifying visage of oh, oh, Upa. Oh, oh, Upa's head. Like, he's wearing... His general look from the neck down is like generic monster who's hanging out at a hot spring. So he's got, like, monster body, but he's also got sort of like a... He's also got sort of like a robe on over it. And it's not like a costume... The robe is not like part of his, like, rubber costume. It's just a robe that he has on over his rubber body. His head, however... It kind of looks like flames, but his face... Definitely looks like something that used to have skin on it, but now does not have skin on it anymore. Specifically, mm, that's his not great. Specifically, his mouth looks like if you've ever gone to like an old time market where there's a butcher counter, and there and they have this. There's something at the uh, the West Side Market in Cleveland where one of the butcher counters would always have a recently butchered like sheep's head that was just like yeah the skull with most of the meat on it and the eyes still in it it was as a child a shocking sight as an yeah. adult it will yeah, still yeah. catch you off guard if you don't know it's gonna be there yeah it is a little bit weird uh because they leave the eyes in so yeah so that's kind of what this guy's face looks like it's pretty rough Okay, yeah, that's weird and gross. Do, do you want to take a moment to Google it? Uh, sure, but you, you go ahead and continue. I can listen at the same time. Okay, so, um, we cut down to Earth. Now, Pegasus Motors is currently on their, an- what what might be an annual, but it's certainly a company vacation to our favorite oh, place in this. the world. Uh, the family, yeah, to the fun park. The Rindo Lake Family Fun Farm. Uh, and man, they're just... They are selling the Rindo Lake Family Fun Farm just as hard as they have in years past. Like, Dude, you, they do a great job. I would go there. I would love to go there. It still exists. You see them on the go-karts, which you know they've got to be having fun with. Because oh, they, yeah. Oh, you find the picture? That is. Wow. Okay. Yep, that definitely just looks like someone peeled that dude's face off a little bit. Yep. And then did not put John Travolta's face back on, which is obviously the better version of that. Talking about the movie Face Off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Okay, so what we see the go-karts. What is he, what is he supposed to, to be? You know, Dave, I, I, I watched the episode uh, twice. Okay. I'm still not sure. Is, his motif is uh, an octopus. Okay. His, his name apparently is a pun on the, word, on the English word octopus. Flames and the the Japanese symbol, man. I don't know the spring symbol. I'm just looking at the Wikipedia. Um, it's a rough one. We, yeah. Okay, so we see go karts. We see um, Minoru is milking a cow. He loves it. 
There are flowers. There are bikes. There's a moment where you see Naoki on his bike and someone else is like sitting on the back of it and he's struggling to ride. And that is stupid because we had a whole episode about how Naoki did like supernaturally tough bicycle training. He is the yeah, he's the one person on this team who should be able to drag all of them on one bicycle and not sweat it. It was infuriating. I don't know why they picked him to do that when it would obviously would have been funnier for it to be Minoru because everything's funnier when Minoru does it because he's a dope. I yeah, like Minoru a lot, be... but he's an effective dope. Yeah. I, anyways, okay. So they are they're on this bike. Uh, okay, I just they're at the fun park. I assume there's going to be hot springs there. There are. Okay. Uh, they. Now, Dave, no, I, I, I want to give you. It's... I want to give you a hint. Who have I not yet mentioned? That we see every week. Oh, Dapu. You haven't mentioned Dapu yet. What? What do oh, you think go. Dapu is doing? He. Uh, no, no, no. Okay, he's not there because he's a horrifying alien. Sure. He is moping around. Although weirdly, at... the least horrifying alien in this episode. Good point. Um, he is. He is futzing around, but he's bummed out at uh, he's he's back at Pegasus Motors, and no 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 he is not at Pegasus Motors. But there's like mm-hmm. something they're gonna need, and they're gonna try and get a hold of him, and he's not gonna be there. Uh, that would make sense, Dave. Instead, what has happened is that he feels so upset about being left behind because he feels like he's part of the Pegasus Motors family, even though the, the president of the company doesn't know he exists, uh, that he is just walking down the side of the highway complaining that they left him behind with a map to the Rindo Lake Family Fun Park. Wait, they gave him the map to get there, but they... He, he has somehow procured a map. They okay, did not leave him a map. He is upset at having been left behind, so he's just walking from Tokyo to this place. I Man, haven't looked up how far that is, but it seems like it's a hike. That's, dude, as a master of car magic, it seems like there would be a better way for you to get places. Sure. Dabu. Maybe a car. That's what I would go with. Okay, so they're they're back at Rindo Lake. It's too early for them to be at the Hot Springs, I, yeah, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they're doing besides having fun, but they're not going to... It's too... Like, the whole hook of this is the hot springs. We, we, we're we not far enough in for them to actually be there. Yeah, so what happens is there's a little girl who runs up. She is Nailed someone it. who, like, lives near the lives near the hot springs. Her name is Emmy. Okay. Didn't nail the little girl coming up, just nailed it that they were not at the hot springs yet. Yeah. So Emmy runs up, and she says, Oh my gosh. Hello, strangers. Huge problem. There's an alien over there. It's crazy. You need to go check it out. So, a few things... This is particularly weird because nobody knows that the car rangers. So she just finds these... These, like, friendly-looking strangers. These... Well, as it turns out, she finds some gullible-looking strangers. Because she tells them that there's an alien, like, over in a barn. And they tear, you know, away from what they are doing run over there like, oh my gosh, it might be a bozo. Like, this is terrible. They run in, they tackle the person who is in the barn. It turns out it's just one of the farmhands who works at the park, and Emmy has lied to them. She is a, like, liar and a prankster who just, like, messes with people who come to the park. So she, okay, she knows that this is true. Yeah, and we see, we see her go to a field and she's like yes it worked perfectly they believed me ha 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 okay she is definitely going to see an actual alien yes and they are right they're gonna see he's what's it opa oh oh, opa Mm -hmm. opa whatever she's gonna see him she will go back to these exact same strangers yes for no reason uh i predict that she will have to cover a surprisingly long distance to run into them. And of course they will not believe her. Uh, We will get a, we'll get like a boy who cried wolf sort of something. But of course it is really, she has seen a real alien. uh, Dave, not only have you nailed it 100%, uh, I actually have the boy who cried wolf situation in my notes. Boom. Classic. Classic. Yeah. So she is saying like, no, no, no. I know I lied to you before, but this time you have to believe me. I really did. I really am telling you the truth. I did see an alien, and every like the president of Pegasus Motors is like, 
we need to get out of here. Ichitaro should not be hanging around with like this like horrible liar young girl. Right. Like it is um, they are they are like she did definitely just lie to them about an alien attack, but they are being pretty rough on her. Except, except wait, 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 um uh Yuko. Now you're very close, it's Natsumi. Oh uh, I really thought no, oh you know what? No, I see it. I see it. Because Natsumi is like a big sister, mm-hmm. Yuko is Yuko is like the little sister a little bit. Natsumi actually does make more sense. Yeah, so Natsumi like Natsumi does not believe her, but she does like have a moment of regret across her eyes as the girl cries and runs away. Now they all are getting on a shuttle bus to go from the Rindo Lake Family Fun Farm over to the fabulous. Hotel Epinard Nasu. Because when you visit Rindo Lake, you've got to stay at Hotel Epinard Nasu. This is the way a company trip is uh, should be in the 90s. That is a quote from the show, probably paid for by the fabulous Hotel Epinard Nasu. <laughs> so they actually say, this is the way it should be in the 90s? Yes, they say this is the way a company trip should be in the 90s. Love it. So, like, it is just Dude, so clearly, like, this much... episode is being paid for by the Fun Farm and this hotel. I was going to say, I wonder if there is actually, like, a lot of product placement in this show. And just aside from the fact that the entire show is itself product placement for Super Sentai toys. But mm-hmm. I wonder if there is other product placement in here that we just have no idea about. Because, like, we just, like, we have no idea what the products are. Right, yeah, I mean, I would believe it. Now, Dave, this is not just a hotel, but it also seems to be a resort hotel. Ooh. Now, you know what that means. Oh, okay. Hot Springs, wait, wait. baby. Hot Springs. Hot Springs, okay. So, uh, okay, hold up. So, we're going to get I, I, I can I can feed you a little more before you take a guess if you want to. Uh, yeah, but just try to, you know, try to keep it to a minimum. Okay. Um, oh gosh, I mean, I, I feel like I've already told you, if I'm not just going to go through the scene, you've already got everything I can give you without giving it okay, away. Okay, well, hold up. Let me see. So they are, obviously, they're going to go to the hot springs. Sure. Uh, there will be, we're going to get, like, boys on one side, girls on another, obviously. Uh, never see the boys, but we, but they are split up. Oh, okay. Well, that was going to be, that we can scrap the part about... One of the boys, I'm going to guess Minoru. I would have guessed Minoru trying to, like, you know, sneak a peek. Mm-hmm. And then, like, one of the other guys, I'm going to say, no. No, it wouldn't be the boss. It would be me. It would have been, if they had done this scene, Minoru would have been trying to sneak a peek. And actually, I think both guys. I think Kyosuke and Naoki would have been like, hey, and something. And then if they would have they would have stopped him in a way that both uh, got him to not do it and also got him in trouble with the girls. Yes, I, and then I think that is, would have hit him. Yeah, I think that is something that happened almost exactly in Kaku Ranger when they had their Hot Springs episode. Oh, that's right. I think they did. <laughs> that's probably where I'm getting this. Okay, so they are. Uh, so we, you said we see the it's only the girls. Yeah. Okay, so you see the girls, um... I mean, really, they're just, like, chilling and enjoying it. Their eyes are closed because they're just, like, luxuriating in the hot springs. Right. And as their eyes are closed and they're just chilling there, oh, oh, Opa, like, just, like, walks in, gets, like, some buckets, fills them up with water, and walks back out. And as he is walking out... Seems inappropriate... But he's not really a man as much as, like, a horrifying space octopus monster, so... Sure. And he's really just there for the water. Um, He rolls in, he takes the water, and as he's walking out, Natsumi sort of, like, kind of opens her eyes and says, like, Hey, Yoko, did you see some weirdo in here a second ago? And Yoko's like, No, I am just enjoying my vacation. And Natsumi's like, Man, there was definitely somebody here, and they definitely had, like buckets of water that they were leaving with. And in this moment, she remembers something that I did not tell you earlier because I forgot to. Okay. Was when uh when uh Emmy, the girl, was telling everybody the second time she saw an alien, she described 
oh, oh, opa. Okay. She's like, yeah, it's this weird thing in a robe with the sandals carrying the bucket. So when she sees that, she's like, oh, gosh. Like, maybe she was telling the truth after all. I got to go back to, like, make sure everything's okay back at the family fun farm. Okay. So, next next scene is going to be uh, either Natsumi by herself or Natsumi and Yuko. But they're going to be running around the fun farm. And... Uh, it, it, uh, it, it would have been both of them, but Natsumi said, no, I'll go by myself. Okay, so she's so, going yeah, to be running around the fun farm, and she is going to see bet- like between two and four uh, like dudes like in jackets with buckets, but, but the, none of them will be the alien. None of them will be Oo Upa. That's as much as I've got right now. Okay, I, I I do like the episode that you are putting together. It does not happen to line up with this episode every time. Uh, what what is happening right now is that Oh Opa has retreated to his cabin that is his lab, his science lab, where he has a device. He is in there okay. with Zelmoda. Now, oh, I forgot about the naked laser. Yeah, you got it. Dave, you can't forget about the naked laser. Uh, yeah, that's so, a real rookie. Uh... So Emmy is spying on them because she needs to prove that she wasn't lying this time. She's got, got her camera. It. She is like sneaking up to this camera or this cabin rather. She peeks her head in the window and she sees this like huge crazy device that Oo Upa is like dropping buckets of bath water into. And he says like, okay. Here's the deal with humans. There's something about this water makes them want to take their clothes off. There's okay. a, like a, wait, wait, wait. some okay. sort of particle in this water that makes them want to take their clothes off. Okay, so he is he is trying to use the water uh, to like somehow soup up his his laser. Yes. So what he is doing is he is taking the water and like okay, love it, reducing it down to create a crystal that is made entirely out of oh, the man. particle in the water to like man. just shoot pure naked lasers. Oh man. Okay. You you did start talking before I before I could get out my prediction, but I. Please believe me that that, <laughs> that that is what I was going to say. I was either, I, I was going to go with either that, like he was going to turn it into a crystal, or he was going to like somehow use it as like a lens, like he was going to freeze it or okay. something. But uh, but I, I I I promise you that is what I thought was going to happen. I mean, what else could happen? Really, you're not going to use it like a squirt gun. That's dumb. Yeah, no, that's ridiculous. You've already got a laser. You have to. You've got to integrate. Right. So, um, Emmy outside accidentally like, steps on a stick. Oh, the the machine. It works. It creates the crystal, but the machine breaks and it, it, like it overloads. So they can't just remake it. They have to use this crystal. This will be important. Oh, uh, okay. So Emmy like steps on a stick as she's trying to take a picture. Uh, Zomoda and Oopa hear the sound. They start chasing after her. I have a horrified moment where I think, is he going to shoot that naked laser at this girl? He does not, which is great. He is, although, chasing her and menacing her. But at this time, this is when Natsumi shows up and is like, Hey, you jerks. I'm just a regular human because I never transformed, but I'm still here to stop you. Zelmoda and Oopa are like, ah, here's somebody we can try out this naked laser on. And then I have a thought of like, man, how is this going to work and have it not be 100% awful? Now, I want to, I want to assure you something, Dave. Okay. It is not 100% awful. It is something different that is 150% awful. Would okay. you like to guess what it is? I haven't given you quite enough clues. <sighs> Okay. Uh oh no. The laser miss wait. The laser misfires and it hits Zelmoda. You're in the right territory. The laser does not misfire. It shoots directly at Natsumi. But Natsumi is able to like 
either by skill or happenstance, the laser is ref- like deflected by bouncing off of her Excel changer. Love it. And so it just shoots off into the woods. Now, Dave. Okay. Her Excel changer, which, by the way, is not at all, like, mirrored or a reflective surface. No, but you have to assume it's, like, dense. You know, it's tough. Yeah. Um, now, Dave, do you remember who earlier I told you was walking up to this area through the woods? Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, not. it's Dapu. Oh, no. Dapu gets hit with the naked laser. Now, here's... It's awful. Like, it's yeah, very okay. bad. So, first of all, this is awful on a lot of levels, because do recall that Dapu is a child. He's yes. like a horrifying well, alien child, but he is like now a kid. I, is he a child, or is he like a teen? Oh, uh, maybe he's I, a I genuinely teen. don't I was, know. I got the vibe. I mean, listen, like not great kid. either way. Yeah, I was going to say, no version of that is good. Right. So, the what I was hoping was that when someone got hit with this laser, it would, like, I don't know, it would be like an itching powder thing that would make them want to take their clothes off. Or they would just, like, go into, like, a zombie mode and just, like, start removing their clothing in an orderly fashion. Okay, oh, no. It doesn't get, like, weird, does it? We don't get, like, there's no, like, sexy trumpets or something, are there? Dave, as soon as Dapu is shot with the naked laser, he is immediately bathed in a sort of a pink light one of his eyes stays open, but and I had forgotten that his eyes were articulated. One of them mm-hmm. sort of half closes. Um, and he does a little sort of like shimmy, like like, uh, like, uh, like a little Elvis dance sort of, and starts removing his giant green cloak. Okay. The, the camera does cut away before he takes his pants off, but I want you to know. That I watched this episode, I had to watch this episode twice, so you have to know that he took his, he did take them off. And it's not uh, good. Yeah. It's bad, okay. in fact. In fact, yeah, it seems it's pretty real, real bad, bad actually. Okay, so Natsumi and Emmy run away from that situation, of course, but also from the monsters that are chasing them. Yeah, okay, that, that um, makes a lot of sense. Uh, Natsumi tries to transform, but her Excel changer has just been shot. So it's like, it's kind of on the fritz. Okay. so, like, it did manage to save her from that one attack, but But now she's... Yeah, she's unable to transform into the Yellow Racer, which sucks. Got it. Um, They run away. There's a lot of explosions, and, like, Natsumi is helping Emmy get away, but just from, like, a production standpoint... I feel like all of the fire and explosions are way too close to this child actor. (laughs) Like, maybe there are camera tricks that I am not noticing that mean that those explosions are not as close to her as they seem. But boy, oh boy, does not seem safe. Okay. Osha would have some things to say. Okay. So, here, okay. So, they're going to escape, obviously. Yeah. They're going to escape, and they're... Like, they just get away clean. No problems. They make it back, and Natsumi sort of, like, gathers everybody up, and she's like, no, turns out this is all totally, this is, like, for real, for real. Um, Let's see. No, Dampy's out of commission. They are, they're gonna go and, like, they're gonna go and look for O.O. Opa. They're not going to find him. No, they will find him. And he's going to shoot at them and it's going to hit the president. Dave, I feel like in a different episode of Car Ranger, you would be a lot more easily able to like, do what you were trying to do. As it happens, this episode is wild. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and it is not it is not playing nice with uh what what I think are very good and reasonable guesses as to what should happen. Um but let me tell you what does happen. Okay. Natsumi and Emmy get away, right? But it can't go far, so they're sort of like hiding behind a rock. Okay. But like the Wumpers who are looking for them have gone past, they're safe for the moment. Emmy says, I'm so sorry that like I lied to you before. Thank you for coming back for me. What made you come back to save me? Why did you believe me? And Natsumi okay. says, once someone called me a liar. 
and it oh. hurt. And we get a flashback to uh, Natsume as a child where she has repaired a television. Um, it's like a television in a school that apparently had been broken and she like took the back off and was like tinkering with it and fixed the TV. Okay, I like that. Uh, some little bo- and like there are a couple of other girls in the room and they're like, hey, we can watch the news now. Um, and then these like three little boys come in and they say, you didn't fix it. You couldn't have fixed it. Like that's not like that's not possible. You stink. That's too difficult a task for you to have done. And Natsumi goes over and starts strangling one of them. And they get into sort of like a wrestling match and a vase gets knocked over. Well, not strangling, but like, you know, sort of like grabbing and shoving. Um, And the the flashback ends with like the tussle and a vase getting knocked off the teacher's desk and breaking. And then someone coming in to yell at them. And she's like, listen, that sucked because no one would believe me, but I was telling the truth. And like... I, I want to be the sort of person who believes people, so, like, I came back to believe you. Okay, dig it. It was very good on a couple of different levels. I really like Kid Natsumi. I like that she's great not just at fixing t- cars, but at fixing everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that she, like, attacked those other children. I was going to say, I feel like this is a very good, like, this is great, uh, you know, sort of, like, background and character development for Natsumi. Yeah. So they, we're back up to present day, and Emmy says, like, well, yeah, that's very cool, and I'm so glad that you did it, but here's the thing. The difference between you as a child and me right now as a child is that I 100% am a liar. Like, I lied to you, like, an hour ago. Like, like 10 minutes before I told you the truth, I told you a terrible lie that drove you all into, a, like, a panic. Um, and Natsumi is just super cool about it. She, it is, she's like, yeah, you were a liar, but then, but, but then you told the truth, and now don't lie anymore. Like, can you promise to not, not lie anymore? And Emmy it, says, I cannot. <laughs> no, she's like, yes, I will. I will promise not to lie. I'll never lie again. I'll grow up to be a wonderful woman like you. It's a very right, nice okay, moment. That's, you know, that's, much, that's the much better. And then as they are having this moment, the Wumpers find them again, and Natsumi has to go fight them. But again, she can't transform. So they're just like fighting in a river. You know, oh, so, cool. like okay. fighting in like Dig a it. shallow river because like they're sort of like in the woods. We have seen fights probably in this exact same river a number of times, but they're always cool. Uh, the the fight ends strangely because like Natsumi is doing well, but does not seem to be winning the fight. And then Emmy like runs in towards her and like as if to save her. But then like she can't obviously because she's like a little kid and not like a someone who is equipped to fight monsters. Yeah, right. She is not prepared to fight these Wumpers. So, like, Natsumi sort of, like, just gets away from the Wumpers and takes Emmy with her. And then they're just gone. Okay. And that's sort of, like, it's it's sort of weird. But it's, a, it's an excuse to have a cool river fight, and those are always fun. Dig it. Yeah, that's that sounds good. And I always, I always really love it when one of the Rangers is able to, like, go do a fight despite the fact that they don't have access to their powers. Like, yeah, no, that's always uh, those. I think are some of the best fights because you get to see a, you get to see the actor, which I like, and b, I feel like it's a character thing. It's always very, it's just like no, they're not just heroes because they have the changers. Like they're heroes, and yeah. then you know they have that on top of that. Yeah. Okay. So then Dapu wakes up naked in the woods, and oh, man, oh, yeah, I forgot that we were gonna have to come around to that. Oh yeah, dude, we do have to come around to it. It's happening. Dapu was just woken up naked in the woods. Has a little bit of the sniffles. Um, okay, so uh, I, right. I do like that little bit of a callback. Do we see? Do we see his butt? I think we do. <sighs> um, you know, throughout the course of the episode, I think we kind of see his butt, but there's no like full on butt shot. Okay, like basically, they have created a Dapu costume that was designed to always have clothes on it. When the clothes are off of it, it's just sort of like this lumpy pillowcase material. Like, it's not super good. It's not as bad as that, but, like, it's not great. They're just sort of like tubes of fabric that, like, encase the actor's limbs. Um, Mm. And so, like, we kind of see that from, like, uncomfortable angles. All right. Dapu is still wearing his scarf, but at no point considers taking his scarf off to cover himself up. No, that's, uh, you know. Nope, that makes sense. He wakes up and he's like, oh man, what happened? I'm naked. This is bad. 
oh, right, there was a laser. Natsumi's in trouble. So he hears some people. So he, the- he's, he's got to find something to wear. He steals clothes off of a fence. Dave, I wish he would have found something to wear. Instead of what he does is he approaches a campsite and says, hey, can I use your phone? Now, first of all, a fully clothed Dapu arriving at your campsite and asking to use your clothes or your your phone would be very bad. A stark naked Dapu wearing only a scarf rolling in and saying, hi, I need to use your phone. Like everyone does exactly what they should do, which is 100% freak out and run away. (laughs) Okay. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. But thankfully they do have like a, like, you know, like a 1997 cell phone. And he picks it up, and he calls the car rangers, and he's like, Hey guys, Natsumi's in trouble, you gotta get back to the farm. So he, at some point, like, finds a towel and a safety pin, and, like, put, like you know, wraps himself in the towel, and safety pins it closed. And, right, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, and himself gets to the farm, and he finds Natsumi. He's like, hey, uh, sorry about what, you know, what you're going through right now. Uh, I've called everybody else, they're on their way. She says, like, yeah, that's great, but I can't transform, my thing's broken. And then she looks at him and she's like, oh my gosh, you've got a little safety pin holding your towel up. And we, all watching together, have a moment of terror. It's like, no, please leave that safety pin in place. Yeah. We she, all need okay, it. Okay, she doesn't. Desperately. Right, she doesn't. Correct. She takes it, but she is able to use it to like bobby pin lock pick, like fix her. No, no, no. no she d- takes the back got, off I mean, of it. You got it. You already did it. She takes the back off of it, and, like, the pin is, like, the right... She can, like, complete the circuit or whatever. Uh, she she gen- actually just, like, jams it in and, like, wiggles it around. Oh, And okay. then it works. And Dapu says, like, oh, my gosh, you are the greatest mechanic in the world. Love it. Which is great, and also probably true, uh, if she was able to pull that off. So, her Excel changer is working now. Great. Um... Everybody else is here. There's like a big fight going on. My notes honestly get a little hazy because we're getting north towards the end of the episode. Uh, at some point, when they are fighting, Natsumi takes her sword, charges it up to full power, throws it like mm-hmm. a spear. It jams awesome. into the chest of Oo Opa. She like flying jump attacks as she does, pulls the sword out and then hits him with it again. Oh, dang. Uh, oh, all this time, by the way. Is that as good as it sounds? Because I it, may it just go try to find like, that bit. It was extremely good. Um, all this time, Natsumi has had the naked laser crystal. But, um, oh, oh, Opa has had, like, the laser itself. Like, the crystal sort of, like, fits into the barrel. Okay. So, cool. when she does that, she is able to get the gun. And then she shoots oh, oh, Opa with the laser. So he takes off his, like, he also does, like, a upsettingly strip-teasy thing. It only lasts for a second, but it's definitely there where he's taking off his, like, bathrobe. But he's, like, he has just, like, a regular monster body underneath that also kind of has, okay, like, it. monster body underwear attach- attached to it. Like a onesie. Okay. Cool. Um, yeah, right, so of that's, course. Which is just, like, part of his body, I'm sure. Right. Uh, and then, like, while he is distracted by doing that, she gets her, like, big giant knuckles and just, like, punches him in the head until he dies. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it so kind she of solos dies. him. Yeah, I mean, he's going to grow in a second, but yeah. Yeah, of course. Like, he, she solos him while everyone else deals with Wumpers. Got it. Um, And then, you know, he goes down, he gets big. This, I'm sure you could tell me exactly, like... He falls over. He- yeah, I was going to say, he's going to go down. He he gets big. They summon RV Robo. Uh, I'm going to say Signal Man does not show up for this one. Correct. Uh, they, they go back and forth. Uh, ideally, there would somehow be a giant version of the laser that they would do something with RV Robo, but they're not going to. Uh, and they kill him with a, a giant sword. Yeah, pretty much. There's like a little, a couple of details in there, but like, you know, all those fights kind of work the same. Um, and then that's basically it. So the, the the end of the episode, you get a little voiceover from Natsumi as they're like all loading on the bus to drive home. And she's like, well, we had to deal with some aliens and there was some weird stuff in there in the middle, but we all had a great time at the Rinda Lake Family Fun Farm. Awesome. I love it. And as they're driving away, 
they have, once again, left Dapu behind. Now, oh, no. Now, Dave, Dapu is no longer naked, but he has not located his original garb. That green robe, it's gone now. Now, he has just found some other clothes, just like some jeans and a Michael Jordan Chicago Bulls Jordan, or jersey. Oh, no. Um, and a hat that I... Like a backwards hat that he's wearing. and what? he's And he's running after the bus saying like, Hey, guys, don't leave me behind. Here's something I discovered looking at the wiki of this episode. Dave, that's just what he wears now. He got shot with a naked laser so hard that he'd lost those clothes forever. And now he just wears civvies. Which is okay, weird, like, right? It's not bad necessarily, but it's definitely weird. It is definitely weird. I maybe like it more. Man, you have not seen this Michael Jordan jersey. Okay, it does well, not say know. Jordan, but it's like red with black, and it says number twenty-three. So, like, okay, I mean, that's definitely obviously a Michael Jordan jersey, right? Um, it is just you know, it is with the serial numbers filed off, although not the actual number filed off. And that's it. That is the episode, Dave. But of course, it is not the end of our episode, because first, we, I mean, I guess, yeah, we, both of us together, need to determine where O.O. Opa falls in the Creature Royale. Okay. So, he's got a laser that makes people get naked, and that's bad. And his face is extremely bad. And he made me look at Dapu naked. So all of those things are awful. Yes. He is not, I would say, as creepy as, like, General Cactus. No, because, again, although he does have a laser that makes people do stuff, like, although when it happens, there's a bit of, like, weird, like, uh, it's skeevy adjacent yeah, but the, yeah, okay. but the yeah, show like does not on. present it as being like a perverted thing, you know? Even though I'm super not comfortable with it, it's not like General Cactus. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it is not an element of his character that he is, like, awful and skeevy. It's just sort of, like, this is, this could be played for laughs. Like, this is, this seems sort of okay. Yeah, and again, the laser itself only ever actually hits monsters, like, if he had actually shot Natsumi with it, then, like, this would be a much... He would go somehow even further down on the list. Yeah. But, like, he only ever shot, like, monsters, and so it kind of gets played for laughs. And he himself is not necessarily skeevy. He just loves hot springs, and his laser is skeevy, but that's just a thing he made. I don't know, man. It's weird. Yeah. Okay. Dig it, dig it, dig it. Um, so he is not that bad. He doesn't seem like... Well, I like the idea... Okay. I like the idea that he has, like, identified something in hot spring water that makes people want to get naked and actually, like, manages to incorporate this into his already naked... Into his laser that exists. Right. So, like, that's cool, at least. So, I mean, he's... I'm still mad at him because he made me see things I never wanted to. Okay. Okay. No, that's I get that. I get so, that. So, like, who on this list is not necessarily bad, but I personally dislike. So, like, he's not he's not the worst of the worst, right? He's he's, he's not. He's not no, no, even no. the worst of the um the bozo because you got a couple yeah. like your MM Mogus and your Yuyu Warrens who are just yeah. nothing. Yeah. So here's what I would say: like, this dude is so weird. He's he's not connected. Like, he I don't have a jumping off point for this guy. All I can say is. I don't like him as much as Noparaburo, the like that crazy like big blue immortal Frankenstein monster from from Kakure. I'm just kind of like looking down on that list. Okay, but and, like but right, ab- he's not as cool as Mirror Dimension. But okay, right below Noparaburo is the Jet Fighter Dimension, which is literally just like a plane that gets arms and legs. Yeah, and he's, okay, he's, so yeah, he's definitely I mean, he's got an that. interesting. Okay, yeah. He's interesting, uh, even if it's not something that I ever want to experience again. So that makes him our new number 146 on the list, right? It sure does. Okay, well, Dave, that 
is going to do it for another episode of License to Car Ranger. Before we finish up here, I'd like to remind you all that you can email the show at supersentaibrothers at gmail.com. If you want to get any updates on future episodes or check out the things that we're talking about on Twitter, we are at supersentaibros. If you like the show, uh, and I hope that you do, please remember that shining in the iTunes review section, there are five stars. Rate, review, subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you find the show. That would be swell of you. The Super Sentai Brothers are a production of Retrograde Orbit Radio. To listen to any of the other great Retrograde Orbit Radio shows, you can do that all at RetrogradeOrbitRadio.com. Once again, we are the Super Sentai Brothers. I'm Matt. I'm Dave. And we'll see you next week for the greatest show on Earth.